0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com.
1: And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And welcome to yet another edition of Lynn Cullen Live, this one, July 29, 2021. Uh, In reading uh, the uh, local paper today one of the local papers today uh i i saw an article about the county uh i guess taking bids for um an effort to redesign i believe uh that huge edifice uh sitting on the river downtown which houses uh well over a thousand poor souls. Uh, I'm talking about the Allegheny County Jail, of course. Uh, Apparently, the county is seeking a consultant that can come up with ideas for a significant overhaul of the uh, physical facility there. And I thought it odd that, um, that that was their interest uh, because we have a guest today who uh, works for one of the local newspapers, the Tribune Review, and uh, she recently uh, had a story that certainly caught my eye and I hope caught a lot of other people's eyes as well because it suggests that the Allegheny County Jail requires a heck of a lot more than a redesign of the physical facility. In fact, uh, it n- needs a top-down redesign of uh, of what is going on inside the structure to the human beings who are incarcerated there. Uh, my guest is Paula Reed Ward. She is a reporter for the Tribune Review, as I said. And uh, the piece she wrote uh, centered on just one soul who passed through that facility and uh, is is now seeking uh, a redress of her grievances from that experiences through from her experience through the federal courts. Uh, Paula, are you there? Morning.
0: I am. Good morning. I, uh,
1: I, go ahead. G- glad to hear you. Um, so, I mean, I just thought it odd that so the county is uh, going to spend money, uh, you know, redesigning the physical insides when it's just so clear from your article uh, that there is so much that needs to be dealt with inside that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, changing uh, the configuration of uh, Of the physical space. I wonder if just to start this off, you could uh, we could talk a little bit about the specific case that the article addresses, a case of a of a young mentally ill woman named Kimberly Andrews and uh, what happened to her. And it's not hearsay because there is video evidence. Could you just tell her story for us? Sure.
0: And, you know, I got this information. I had covered Ms. Andrews' case uh, back a couple years ago when it was first happening, when she was first being held at the jail um, and being held in solitary confinement. And she had objected, her attorneys had objected to her being held in solitary because of her mental illness and her suicide attempts. So I was familiar with her um, and her federal lawsuit. Before this story, even, you know, a couple years ago, and what happened was as her federal lawsuit is working its way through the system, it's actually scheduled for trial in January. They, the plaintiff, uh, Ms. Andrews and her attorneys received discovery as part of the case, so they received files and reports and videos and things like that relevant to uh, the issues that she was complaining of in the lawsuit. And as part of that discovery, she received video of this um, specific incident that I wrote about from May 30th, 2019. Um, And what the video shows, she had just been returned to the jail after another separate suicide attempt. um, And she was being moved through the jail, um, I think, from intake to a, a, a housing unit. And what happened was, and this is all according to the video, um as she was being escorted by two officers uh she stopped she looked at them and they were talking and there's no audio so you can't tell what's being said uh she started moving forward again her hands were cuffed in front of her her legs were shackled and as uh she moved down a hallway and then around into an elevator and there were more officers behind her at that point um
1: so wait, we started she, with uh, you said there were two. You said there were two officers with her, and now there are more. Several more. Up. Yeah.
0: So according to the video um, and the the sergeant who was involved in this incident's report. Um, that sergeant had asked for additional officers to join her as she was kind of moving through intake. So while it started out, I think with just two officers behind her as they moved down the hallway, more officers arrived by the time the incident, in the elevator occurs, which I'm going to tell you about in just a second, there were nine jail officers in and around the elevator while this was happening. Um, okay. Escorting, as get-
1: I just want to be clear. Nine officers escorting a, A handcuffed, shackled woman to a cell.
2: Okay. Correct.
0: And what the video shows, um, and there's two angles. There's one from the hallway and entering the elevator and then one from inside the elevator. Um, And what you see is uh, Miss Andrews, as she's coming through the elevator door, is shoved forward. Uh, She can't break her fall. Her face, Hits the railing of the elevator on the back wall. Her face falls down, and as that's happening, uh, she was tased, and the taser was out in the sergeant's hand um, before they got into the elevator. You could see the light. There's a light on the front of the taser, and you could see that it was out in her hand as they were getting to the elevator.
1: Um, okay, so I again, Paula, let me just clarify this. There's not it's so, nine on one. The one being uh, handcuffed in front of her and shackled, and as entering the elevator, she is shoved and obviously then loses balance, falls head first because she cannot break her fall, her head hitting the railing, comes down, and then there's already a taser uh, pulled. Okay. Yeah. The taser. She so, has I, okay, but she has not in any way other than potentially said something, right? That we don't know. Yeah, she has done she nothing. She
0: said, okay. "That's correct." Uh, and the video, the video in the sergeant's report, she said that Andrews uh, broke away from them, that she pushed the sergeant up against the wall, um, and that she was physically aggressive. And the video doesn't show any of that. And actually, the reason why all of this story came to light, the plaintiffs had hired a use or a corrections expert um, who previously was the warden of a state prison in Nebraska to review all of the things they received in discovery. And in his report, he said that this video ought to be turned over for local ought to be turned over to local law enforcement for investigation because of what he saw in it.
1: Okay, so what he saw in it was potentially crimes being committed by law enforcement, by the officers against this helpless inmate.
0: That's what he said, yes.
1: Okay, so she's pushed, she hits her head, falls face down onto the floor, and then is tased?
0: Yes. So while okay. so she is tased during that. It's hard to tell exactly when because while the prongs are in her back, you can't see exactly in the video because it's, you know, it's a surveillance video or a a jail video. Um, So she's down on the ground, on the floor of the elevator. Um, She manages to sit up. So she's sitting and leaned back against the elevator in the video. She's not moving. She's not struggling. She... You know, when I interviewed her, she said she was dazed by having been tased. Um, But she was tased twice during that exchange. Um, And then she describes having been pinned down by the officers in the elevator. She was down on her stomach, uh, and the video shows that. um, And then she was what they call a drive stun, which is when you take the taser. Um, So normally a taser shoots Uh, prongs that are on like a wired connection to the the device in your hand and that would shoot the prongs out and get into the person but on the third time according to both the reports and her um, the sergeant stuck the the taser into Andrews's thigh um, in what's called a drive stun which is like a direct connection between the device and the skin
1: God Almighty. Okay. And now, and then after that, well, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. I, I guess I'm saying God <laughs> Almighty because okay. So she poses no threat to any of them. They are, you know, subjecting her to this, uh, you know, this physical uh, and, and potentially uh, lethal abuse. I mean, people die from this kind of um, interaction. Obviously, she could have died hitting her head. She could have died with the taser. All of that stuff and i get the thing that freaked me out is that the the officer has the gall to make up a thing where she gets attacked and that's why she did what she did and she had to know full well that she that there are cameras that would prove her wrong i mean just lying so her official report is proven by the video to be wrong I don't know yeah. if you as a reporter yes I, but I mean it is
0: I mean according to the video that I watched yeah you're then, according
1: to your eyes <laughs> right according to I mean it's like we're now at a point where right it's like the January 6th uh, you know, insurrection. We all see right. this thing happening, but we're told by others that it was like a normal day and they were like tourists <laughs> and they were a loving crowd. I mean, we see the evidence. There are no doubt.
0: Right. And okay. what one of the things and I will just tell you, because I wondered the same thing. Um, I specifically went back to Andrews's attorney To inquire if there was something we were missing, if there was video from before this happened, you know, was there video from a different hallway? Was there something else that showed what the sergeant said in her report? And he he assured me that there was not anything else and that he said that Andrews did not resist in any way physically. There were for sure words said Uh, Andrews admits Mm -hmm. that. Uh, and there were, you know, there were um, curse words exchanged, but there was not anything of any physical mm-hmm. resistance.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I I also want to uh, uh, note that. Okay, so the it's at this point it's just one officer who is doing the pushing, and the tasing, or is it more than one? Uh, from all accounts,
0: it appears that it's just the sergeant who did the tasing. Several other officers, once she was down on the ground, however, came in and were on top of her, and she was pinned down. Another officer ran to get a restraint chair um, and bring it back to that area of the jail, um, but it was just uh, one officer that used the taser. Okay. Um,
1: and, but the, several
0: other officers also wrote reports
1: supporting what the sergeant wrote in her. That's okay. That, that's what I wanted to get at. So th- this, uh, this assault, and these are my words, this assault on this uh, woman incapable of defending herself, already restrained, even though they go running for a restraint chair, already restrained, um, is witnessed by eight other officers who then corroborate, correct, corroborate the account given by the officer, the sergeant, who the video clearly says is lying. So they, they, they corroborate this false report of what had occurred. Yes. And
0: okay. it was reviewed just, later by jail administration and nothing was – there was no – Nothing was uh, done. Disciplinary, nothing was done. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: so, and let's remember, this is a suicidal, mentally ill woman. Has she committed a violent crime? Ever been convicted of a violent crime? No. No, no.
0: she she had been held at that point. She had originally been arrested for um, resisting arrest. She had been in a fight downtown or allegedly been in a fight downtown. Um, She missed the hearing and um, was extradited back from Atlanta. And then she was later charged with a theft count. So those are the charges that she has been charged with.
1: Uh, A possible fight, uh, missing a hearing, and um, a count of of, uh, alleged theft, right? Have there been any convictions on any of this? She was uh,
0: convicted and was serving pro. She was sentenced to probation.
1: Okay. Um, so she has a federal case. Why is it a federal case? I don't understand. Why don't you? I, I don't understand what it is it because it, it's a violation of her civil rights. Is that what the allegation The lawsuit? Is? Yes. yes.
0: Yes. The lawsuit is a violation of her civil rights. Based on the, both the use of force, the excessive force that was used on her at the jail, as well as the solitary confinement and the conditions of confinement that she had there.
1: Okay. Uh, the, the warden, uh, Orlando Harper, has he had anything to say about uh, the behavior of his staff? No.
0: He uh, uh, for my so- for this story specifically. Uh, the county said that nobody could speak with me because of the pending litigation, which is a typical. Yes, that's the response <laughs> you get from any entity when
1: there's a lawsuit pending. Right, right. Um, now, I want to get to. Um, OK, so wait, they they run and get a restraining chair after she's already been tased uh, more than once and um has had her head uh you know hit has gone face down is uh is surrounded by nine officers shackled and handcuffed has exhibited no physical uh effort to uh you know attack any of them and then now explain the um this chair, because I've been reading about it, it has popped up in uh, accounts of what goes on at our Allegheny County Jail. It um, It's a chair and uh, a person is put in it and what? Uh, somehow strapped into it so they cannot move their arms or their legs.
0: Right. So the way that the chair functions, um, the person is placed in it, their hands are secured to the arms of the chair, their legs are secured to the bottom of the chair, and they are made to wear a hood over their head and face.
1: Um, so, so okay. A hood the, with no, I mean, so they cannot see, they, it's, a, it's a, there's a, a black hood put over their faces and they're right. They can't
0: see. Um, So I, the chair is designed to uh, allegedly to help calm a person down. The use of force expert who talked about the chair in his report and the, the jails overall um, instances of use of force over the years, um, noted that the restraint chair is only to be used in emergencies where a person is a threat to harm themselves or others um, and that it is at maximum should be used for no longer than two hours at a time because if a person isn't calmed by that point then the chair is not going to do it and they need additional help whether it's mental health treatment or be taken to a facility whatever it might be. Um, In Kimberly Andrews's case She was unconscious, it appears, from the video when she was put in the chair. And the reports say that she remained there for nine hours.
1: Good God. I also want to point out that your article says that at the Allegheny County Jail, uh, statistics show, and the statistics are from the year of this incident, right, 2019,
0: just That's t- correct, and these statistics reported to the department of Corrections, to the state department of corrections that collects them
1: from from the jail. Correct. I mean, the jail obviously keeps track. Okay, maybe the <laughs> jail reported that they used the restraint chair 339 times that year. There is yes. not another jail in the Commonwealth that is anywhere near that. That's correct. In all of Philadelphia, they didn't use it once. Five jails in Philadelphia, a slightly larger population, never used a restraint chair once. Allegheny County Jail, 339. And clearly, not being used for what it is supposed to be used for, because it's supposed to help the person regain control. If somebody's unconscious, they shouldn't be put in that chair, obviously. And as you said, Paula, after two hours, if they're still exhibiting signs of, you know, uh, not calming, which certainly she was not. They should be removed because the chair then is not doing what it's supposed to do. Left there for nine hours. This is a woman who was put in solitary for, do we have any idea how many, how long she, this mentally ill woman was stuck in solitary, which is certainly not a good thing for a mentally ill person.
0: The lawsuit alleges that she spent 130 days in solitary confinement during her incarceration. And that was uh, for a period from it was about four months her first stint there, uh, and then another two and a half months the second. So out of six months, she spent 130 days in solitary confinement, according to the lawsuit.
1: I also want to point out that according to your report and from uh from data gotten from the jail itself in that same year the staff at the jail use stun guns 146 times and that is 12 times more per capita than all other jails. In fact, Allegheny County Jail accounted for 50% of all taser use in all Pennsylvania jail facilities that year. You know, Paula, I know you're a reporter, so it's just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. But I have to tell you, this is so these numbers are so mind boggling and so damning. And I well I'll let me quote uh, the guy you quote in it, this former, was he was a, he was a warden, right? Himself, correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Hanson. He says these numbers are extraordinary, and it is evidence that there is a culture that has been created by the administration where force is being approved in situations where it is not necessary. Or at the very least, other methods should have been tried before the use of force was escalated. Um, I have been reading over the last year or two accounts from reporters such as yourself and other publications about what is going on inside that edifice and i do not understand why there is um why this is tolerated it is, we have a prison review board correct the county has yes. a board of elected officials and maybe some others who are supposedly i don't know i don't know what powers they have but overseeing what goes on in that building yes one of the one of the members of it Uh, County Councilwoman Bethany Hallam has been, I think, uh, really trying to draw attention to this. And she was quoted when I said that I had seen in another paper today about how the county now wants to spend money to um, reconfigure physically the, the jail. Hallam's response uh, to that, let me get it here, was if the jail would maybe focus less time on fancy architectural designs and more time on providing resources to the people who need it, that's what shows to actually reduce mass incarceration. Instead of spending They're actually saying that these architectural designs, I guess, are supposed to reduce the population. Hallam goes on, instead of spending all this money to do a redesign, how about instead we actually make it a rehabilitation center? We provide job training and education and affordable housing and help folks get their life in gear so that when they are released from the jail, they have a much lower rate of recidivism. And she says... She didn't even know about this. Well, I hear this all the time. Until she read it in the paper. So, what's going on when the when the review board learns about what's going on in the jail they're supposedly overseeing from reporters?
0: Yeah, that's not an uncommon uh, situation. Often, when I cover the jail review board monthly meetings they will bring up instances that we have written about um, that they have heard of for the first time. So, um, you know, that is unfortunately not at all unusual uh, the way
1: that the system works here in Allegheny County. Can you tell us Paula, the makeup of this board? I mean, how big a board is it? Who's on it? How do they get on it? Um, So, I probably should know the exact
0: number of people that sit on it, but I don't. So I apologize for that. But I can tell you that the members include uh, President Judge Kim Clark, who is the Allegheny Uh County President Judge. Um, Judge Beth Lazera is on it. Um, Bethany Hallam is on it. Barb Parise, who uh, retired from working for the county, uh, the county is on it. There are members of the public at large. Uh, One of the members is named Terry Klein. Um, There, I mean, there are many people who sit on the board. They meet monthly. Um, They have various committees where they, you know, work on inmate welfare. And during the pandemic, you know, they were allocating funds so that the people who are incarcerated could use iPads to call their family and friends and things like that. So they do a lot. I mean, they do... A lot of things. Um, One of the do they have
1: any power? Do they have any power? Well, they don't have power over Orlando Harper, the warden, who it seems to me needs to be, uh, you know, thrown into the river he oversees too. What they (laughs) they don't
0: have um, hiring and firing power. The the positions at the jail are controlled by the county executive. Um, they have recently been working to do exit interviews of people who are leaving the jails employment, um, that started over the last few months, um, I had done a story about, uh, um, a nursing administrator who was leaving and had only stayed for not a very long time and was leaving because of the way, um, The medical facilities were run and she just she was unhappy there with the way uh, the process worked. And so she was leaving. And after a story that ran about her, the jail oversight board started to take up the issue of whether or not they might be able to interview some of these people as they're leaving to figure out what's wrong to potentially address the underlying problems there with in terms of retaining staff and hiring.
1: Who appoints uh, the people on this board?
0: Uh, some of them are there by statute. Um, others like the are president there. judge
1: probably. Yeah. Right. But,
0: the and then, you know, um the county executive is yeah. supposed to be uh at the meetings. He has designated um his employees to go there. And I think that he I don't know if um some of the individual <laughs> Uh, civilian members are appointed by him, I believe.
1: Yeah. Well, that would that, that often is the case, so I'm I'm going right. to make that assumption. Um, how long has Orlando Harper been the warden there? Do you several know? years. It seems to me, many years. Uh, several years. I, I mean, to me, I well, I know this is getting into things that you can't discuss. When. I am so – when I drive by that facility, I I can barely look because I know from reporting by you and others in this city the horrors that are going on in there. Um, and, 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 and it's just business as usual. And then the County now I learned today, looking at the jail, decides they need to spend money, you know, uh, putting new drywall in or reconfiguring, uh, where the, it is mind boggling to me. And I guess people now there were these referenda that the voters approved, correct? Um, in That's the last right. election. Mm-hmm. And they were they were about what in part what's going on at that jail. And um, can you remind so, us of what those referenda that passed were? Right. So one, was, uh, yeah. one of them, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the referenda right. that passed, uh, there were two. One involved no-knock warrants, um, which is a criminal, larger criminal justice issue. And the right. other was relative to the use of solitary confinement in the jail. And, um, and the it, referendum it, it, said what? The, the referendum it. said that solitary confinement would be banned at the jail, except in the case of lockdowns or a medical emergency um, and or a person who might re- request some kind of protective separation based on, you know, whatever their charges are or whatever the case may be. Um, and that passed was that to overwhelmingly go, with.
1: Yeah, was me, that ahead. to go into effect uh, when immediately when
0: it had 180 days, I believe, after its passage before it takes effect.
1: And. Who's supposed to figure out if, in fact, that is even being followed? I mean, this is – do we ha- – I mean, I can't even imagine the numbers of uh, inmates subjected to solitary confinement for God knows how long. You know, somebody well, gets I- in a fight or doesn't show up at a hearing like uh, like the woman you write about, and she spends uh, months and months and months in solitary confinement. She's not a one-off. There's got to be, I mean, I I hate to think, just we hear this one story. And how many inmates are in there? Thousands. I mean, I I just can't imagine the horrors that are going on in that place.
0: Allegheny County uses, or the jail uses solitary confinement pretty frequently. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but
2: anecdotally
0: i see when i'm covering court hearings uh defendants are in there wearing it's called this um restricted housing unit uniforms they're different than the rest of the jail uniforms so you see them very frequently um in terms of enforcing the ban presumably that will go to the jail staff um but in in allegheny county the abolitionist law center which represents kimberly andrews is actively um, working with the incarcerated population. And so I would imagine that they will be keeping track of people that they talk to at the jail, whether or not solitary is being used or not used. And and I would imagine that if that referendum is being violated, there would be another court action
1: that would follow to, to challenge it. But you know, it's just so dispiriting to me to see that, so it's an outside entity, Uh, some nonprofit that is doing the job that Rich Fitzgerald and the county government should be doing, overseeing the jail, Uh, making sure it abides by these uh, laws and, and rules and the will of the people. Um, It's just maddening to me. I just, I, 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 my heart goes out to anybody in there. And can we acknowledge that I think the majority of people in there, Paula, have not been convicted of that's, whatever that's crimes right. they, they, they have. They, they haven't been convicted. Right. Okay. The vast
0: majority are there being held pretrial. So they have not even had either a trial um, or any kind of adjudication yet. That's correct.
1: So even though they're there, they have not been convicted of anything. And if you learned anything in school, uh, innocent until proven guilty and yet subjected to physical, what I would call torture, abuse and mental torture and abuse going on right there in that building that you go by all the time. Right. I um, just.
2: Um, yeah. Go
1: ahead.
0: One of the things that. That my story uh, this past week talked about Kimberly Andrews' attorney forwarded the video, the discovery materials, and their expert report to the u s. Attorney's office and have requested an investigation by them, not only relative to the sergeant's use of the taser on Andrews, but also on the numbers of use of force incidents that are happening there. And, you know, if they had their way, the U.S. Attorney's Office would refer it to probably the FBI. There would be an investigation. Um, and, you know, the jail has been subject to a consent decree in the past relative to the Department of Justice um, and the way things are being run there. So I think that the Abolitionist Law Center is hopeful that maybe there would be an investigation that could lead to some more systemic um, System-wide changes or oversight there, but if there was a, of course, consent the U.S. Decree attorney's and, Office wouldn't comment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> if, if that must drive reporters insane. So <laughs> there was a consent decree before against this jail, and obviously it didn't do much, or was it even more of a horror show before that? Because look at where we are. I mean, we are. We should be just embarrassed Embarrassed, appalled, ashamed. I mean, in in comparison to the huge city of Philadelphia, uh, we we outstrip every other f- penal facility in the state uh, for use of these draconian and inhumane. Uh, I, I I just I'm sorry. I you know this your story just. It ruined my day. I just want to say, <laughs> <laughs> Paula. Um, yeah. I jeez. Hey, listen. Uh, okay, so, will, uh, man. I want I want Orlando Harper and the whole place. I want that place cleaned out. I hope the feds go after them. And I I would get in touch with Rich Fitzgerald and tell him, don't spend one penny on a consultant to reconfigure the physical nature of that torture hellhole. Okay, I'm, I'm done freaking out. Now, um, I just wanted to ask you something. Last time you were on my show many years ago, I th- you were on because you had written this incredible page turner of a book about a case. That you had covered here, the book was called "Death by Cyanide," and it was the case of that uh, doctor, right? Or was he a researcher? He was a doctor. He
0: was a researcher. Robert, he was a
1: PhD. He was yeah. a researcher, right? Robert Ferrante, a handsome character who was uh, <laughs> uh, spirited away from from, from uh, you know what Harvard or. Boston to come to UPM's to Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, and uh, his researcher wife, I forget her name. Um,
0: Autumn Klein.
1: Autumn Klein. And you might recall this story because he's now in jail for having murdered her, poisoned her. Death by Cyanide. It was an amazing story, amazing book. Um Give us an update on what's going on. I remember seeing a few things where uh, Ferrante is actually trying to what? Get a new trial or get out or what?
0: He is trying to get a new trial. Uh, There was recently, um, he's now in what's called the PCRA stage of his appeals, uh, which is post-conviction relief. He uh, most recently had a hearing in early July in which, He's trying to argue that originally his defense attorney had asked that the jury be selected from outside of Allegheny County because of pretrial publicity.
1: And so they had found those. That's right. Right.
0: Right. Damn media. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) they had asked to have an outside of Allegheny County jury. Um, And then shortly before the trial was scheduled to start, uh, there was a meeting. With a judge uh, a hearing where the defense said, "You know what, judge? we've changed our mind. We think we can get a fair jury here in allegheny county, and so the out of county jury was waived, and they did in fact have a jury from uh, the Pittsburgh area that sat to hear the case. Ferrante is now trying to argue that that hearing um, in which the out of county jury was waived never happened, and that he was never." Um, He never agreed to have a local jury and um, he ought to have a new trial based on that fact. You would think that that would not, it would be uh, maybe a non-starter relative to all of this because, you know, there was a a proceeding that the media covered at the time, but it turns out that they can't find the transcript of the proceeding um, and the court reporter who, had done it for um, the courts has passed away. And so they can't find the transcript. (laughs) And there's the only record of that having occurred is by media reports now. And
1: so who can't find the transcript? What, what, well, (laughs) wait a minute. What well-run agency is this? Uh, Where would that transcript normally be?
0: It, it ought to be within the Allegheny County court reporters, um, which is the group of, of people who yeah, yeah, yeah. take down the, court all the words. The court
1: itself doesn't. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So she, so the court reporter who did it, um, she passed away <sighs> and they can't find it. So the argument is, the defense argument is it never happened and that he oh, ought to God. get a new trial based on that.
1: Yeah, right. So
0: he, he was sentenced to how many years? He got uh he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison, which is mandatory in Pennsylvania.
1: And where is he serving that?
0: He is the last I checked, he was at uh, SCI Healthdale, which is in the middle of the state.
1: I think he should be transferred immediately to Orlando Harper's facility. I know it's not a normal place for somebody who's already been convicted, but I would like Dr. Ferrante to be in Orlando Harper's wonderful little uh, facility. I'm just kidding. You're okay. Um, well, wow. Well, you're one hell of a, uh, of a crime reporter. You're just, you're just something. And uh, no. I thank you for your great work. Uh, Paula Reboard used to work at the uh, Post-Gazette. She has, Thank God, uh, gone over to the Tribune Review and uh, continuing her amazing, amazing work. Well done, Paula. Thank you. That was very kind. Oh, not kind. It was, uh, believe me, deserved. I thank you so much. Keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh my God. I have to tell you, you know, this is on us. This is our county. We elect the people. Then we fall asleep. We pay no attention in our name. People are being tortured as I speak tortured mentally, physically people who have been convicted of nothing. People whose crime is probably that they are poor because i can't put up the bail to get out this is our country this is our county this is our justice what a joke system
2: Gosh almighty i'm sorry
1: it is to me just so up You know, when we wring our hands and think there's nothing we can do about what's going on in Washington or this or that or you know climate change, here this is our county. This is becoming something a geographical area that we can get our our heads around, our our, our and we can pay attention. This is where local media, which is disappearing, is the only way we will keep. People like Orlando Harper and Rich Fitzgerald and all the, and this, this board that supposedly oversees, somebody should immediately, uh, you know, change the name of that jail oversight board. They're a bunch of clueless, and, and many of them wanting to do the right thing, getting no information. Rich Fitzgerald should be ashamed. Just ashamed of this. And I don't want one cent of my tax dollars paying a friggin' consultant to reconfigure the inside of that torture chamber building. All right, I think I'm done now. I want to point out that um I read something today, changes the subject, changes subject. Um, this has to do with uh, COVID. And the fact that uh, researchers are stunned because something bizarre is happening in the UK where the Delta variant has been there and they they, they were expecting, uh, they were seeing an uptick like we are in new infections. And for one week now, there has been this rather astonishing decline in in cases. All the experts said the cases would be rising, and they're going down. And now everybody's scrambling to figure out why, and you know what they've decided probably is why? Because more than 70% of adults in Britain are fully vaccinated. And 88% have had at least one dose way ahead of where this hapless country is. And it's not our government that's to blame. It is our frigging citizenry, they are thinking that in fact, Britain is approaching population immunity. In America, we just have, I believe, 52 point something percent of adults fully vaccinated. That's nowhere near where we need to be. And my contempt for people who will not do the right thing for themselves, for their families, for The children of this country used to be we were trying to protect the old people. Most of the old people are pretty protected right now, more than any other demographic. You know who we're concerned about now? The children. There's a pediatric hospital. I think it's in Atlanta. That has a bunch of children. In the pediatric ICU with this Delta variant. I just can't understand. A few other little items. Connor Lamb is uh, getting ready to throw his hat in, was assumed, to the uh, Democratic primary Senate. Race. Uh, boy, that's going to be a very tough call for a lot of Democrats. Um, I don't know much about there's four, I believe, candidates now. Um, I'm unclear on one. This is a doctor, and a, a female doctor, and I don't know much about her. And I would I would. Hazard to guess that given that she's run up against three politicians, she doesn't have a shot anyway. Um, but you have uh, an openly gay, black uh, politician, uh, progressive, Malcolm Kenyatta. You have, of course, the lieutenant governor, John Fetterman from our environs. And now uh, Connor Lamb, who would be the more moderate. Of of all of these. And, you know, the, the calculation that will be made is whoever the Democrats pick will have to win in a statewide contest against a yet to be known Republican. And it's a calculation that each voter is going to have to make. I, um we will obviously be spending a lot of time looking at it as we get closer to uh, the primary. And this is, of course, we're talking about the general election in uh, 2022. Uh, I mentioned uh, Nextdoor, that uh, app where you can, you know, say your dog's been lost or you found somebody or – i I just want I have got to share with you. I'm sorry, I know there's a caller there. Hang on a minute though i've got to i gotta do this. Listen to this, and I don't have the whole thing. I just took a screenshot
2: <laughs>
1: some woman posted i think posted from um Bloomfield, and she actually names somebody. She said, beware of this neighbor. And she says, a woman named, and I don't know, I'm going to leave the name out because I, you know, again, I don't know. A woman named (laughs) came to my house last night to pick up items we discussed her taking via next door. So see, this is what next door does. Somebody can say, I have these items. I'm willing to give them away free, uh, you know, direct message me and we can figure out how, when, this, that, and the other. And um, wait a minute. Damn it, I've lost it. Um, and so she says, She came to my house last night to pick up items we discussed her taking. She ended up stealing a family heirloom bookshelf along with other random things like wreaths and my swimsuit bottoms. And it goes on. If anyone knows her, could they please let her know to get in touch with me? She won't get in touch with me. She stopped responding. And I got, will you stop and say, okay, wait. So a bunch of people then immediately reply, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is just awful. How did that happen? And, oh, and nobody until finally somebody says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This woman comes to your house. And she manages to steal a bookshelf. Wait, wait wait a minute. This and swimsuit bottoms. I mean, this is, is so ludicrous. It is so, I mean, maybe, yeah, it happened. If it did, it's a riot. What would make somebody, how do you get out of someone's house with a bookcase and, they're swimsuit bottoms. And what? And then, oh, there are people on this app. You've got to get this app. if just for the, yeah, I'm telling you, just for stuff like this. Um, uh, this woman filed a police report. She has a woman's name. Somebody else in like Millville or Aetna writes in, oh, I think this is the woman. And actually has a picture of her. And she said she and her husband... Say I have you know blah blah blah, and so up it it starts up. I gotta tell you this. I, I just had to share it. It's too effin' funny. Uh, if the caller's still there, I got two minutes for you.
2: Hello. Okay, I'll be quick uh, about yeah. the uh, about the virus. Um, yesterday yeah. morning, I get up, we get a memo from the president of our company saying effective August 1st, all employees will be returned to full time in office.
1: And you'll be penalized for not wearing a mask, for, for wearing a mask, I bet,
2: <laughs> you knowing you're an well, employer. If you, and if, if you wear a mask, you you, you will be ridiculed probably yeah, by yeah, everybody you'll else. You'll be ridiculed,
1: that, that you know. Oh my! But,
2: but, but what's interesting is this morning I had a conversation with one of my coworkers who voted for Trump twice, actually, and he says, "What's wrong with this people who won't get vaccinated? What's wrong with them?" And I said, "They don't trust the government." And and and, and he started saying, "Why don't they trust the government?" I'm Like. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking to myself, have you been paying attention? And, and, I, and, and, it's like, and, I, and I did say, you know, I said, you know, these people who don't trust the government, it's just, well, where the hell else would they want to live in the world? Who has a better government than the United States? I'm not saying we're perfect. We're far from perfect. But oh, I
1: think the there are better governments. There are, Roger, better governments. Believe me. But, there are in but, smaller but, countries. But, Yes. But yeah. Um, No, this has been a Republican long uh, plan. They've been working at it for decades to uh, make Americans mistrust uh, the government. Well, I give you Ronald Reagan. You know, he's the one uh, most frightening words you'll ever hear in uh, the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Ronnie (laughs) Reagan. That same yeah. group of people who bought into yeah, all yeah, this yeah. shit, and they're the ones who are waving the flags and think for the greatest ever, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Her? They
1: listen, they're they're they are insane, they, do, they they are delusional. I don't know what to say. I gotta let you go because believe it or not, I have another caller I'm gonna try to squeeze in. Oh, good.
2: All right, I'll talk to you later. Thank Bye. you. Right.
1: Be careful at work. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, somebody can get this guy a job somewhere else. He'd, he'd appreciate it probably. Um, okay, caller. We got another caller. Hi. Hello. Oh, come on, caller. Did you hang up on me? Hello? Damn. Well, you could call back. I've got one minute left. Um, uh -uh. Uh, Anybody there? No, he's gone. Okay, too bad. Uh, There's, uh, you know, again, this Olympics is so bizarre because now we, you know, what NBC is going to be showing us tonight um, is already known. And it has to do with the women's gymnastics individual all around, the thing that Simone Biles has owned forever, but she did not compete this year. And uh, I won't tell you, but uh, obviously you probably already know. But it's, uh, I think you'll like the result. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I think you'll like the result. Okay, that is it uh, for us. Um, and uh, I thank you very much. I will uh, return, as far as I know, uh, next Monday and uh, have a good, supposed to be a beautiful weekend. Enjoy. But going indoors, I would wear a mask, guys. There's too many friggin' idiots amongst us. Be safe.
0: Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.